baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Matt, we were just talking about Caitlin Clark before the break. And uh, thanks to a a listener who was attentive and said that uh, Caitlin is actually a senior, not a junior. And she gets that extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So she's decided not to take that extra year of eligibility. So anyway... She's going to the WNBA and will end up making a lot of money because she is prolific as a scorer. Uh, we have had a fantastic day, I think, on this show. You can disagree with me if you want to. But I think we've had a great day on the Chris and Amy show today. We started off talking with Hancock and Kelly about their nonsense. Uh, they were <laughs> uh, John, is his birthday is coming up. He's going to be 60 years old on Sunday. Michael Kelly Happy is in birthday. Florida again. He's always in Florida. So we and, talked uh, about Anheuser-Busch and the Teamsters coming to mm-hmm. a deal, which is a it's a very big deal for St. Louis because it affects 5,000 workers, and mm-hmm. there is no strike, which would have begun today. Yeah, kind of interesting, too. I was asking Michael about the numbers of workers who are members of a union and those numbers have over time just historically gone down. So when we talk about unions having more power, more leverage now than they've had before, it's not necessarily in the volume of union workers, but it's the leverage that those union workers have uh, when negotiating their contracts. And we're seeing that be stronger than ever. Yes. And we discussed uh, Mitch McConnell leaving the Senate. And or not leaving the Senate yet. He's going to finish out his term. But as of November, will no longer be the minority leader in the Senate. Um, And whether or not you think highly of him, I think he ended up doing some things that were not particularly good for the country. And I think one of the reasons we have the political environment we have now is because of him, at least in part. It's not entirely because of him, but um I don't think we're in a better place necessarily because of Mitch McConnell. Uh, Well, as John Hancock said, a highly consequential member of the Senate, highly consequential Senate majority leader. And what's interesting, though, you talk about politicians who have been in their office or in that realm for a very long time. Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell have a good relationship. They've historically been friends going back decades. The environment has driven a divide between the two. And we see a large part of that because of the change, the transformation of the Republican Party after Mitt Romney lost. You saw a bit more of a belligerent, angry conservative movement or Republican movement. There was the Tea Party and then that kind of filtered down or filtered out. And now you've got the Trump Republican Party and... It is what it is. I, honestly, um, you could make the argument that it, that the, the seeds of it were planted in the 90s during the Clinton administration, maybe. 
And it's gotten worse, and I think it certainly got worse after 2008. And in 2010, Mm -hmm. when McConnell said, and his exact words were, um, that our only goal should be to make sure Obama is a one-term president. That, And I get that. You want to have the White House as a party. That's... I, I, I'm fully aware of that, but that can't be your only goal. Mm-hmm. Your 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 main goal should be to make sure things get passed that make people's lives better. That's what you should do: pass legislation, get things done, not be obstructionist. And I think it's really gotten worse since then. Yeah. So, whatever you think of him, he was he was effective from his perspective, but I don't know if he was good for the country. We did not get to this earlier in the show, but I did want to talk about another fatal car accident in downtown. Mm-hmm. We're seeing car accidents along Olive. We've seen multiple pedestrians hit on Olive. Uh, significant, too, because it's right in front of the police headquarters. Most notably, a while back, there was, what was it, a week, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, a mother and a daughter were killed. Mm-hmm. After a Drake, Drake concert, concert yep. they were walking. They came in from Chicago for the concert. Were walking back to their car or their hotel, wherever they were walking back to, right at Olive and 18th, very near the police headquarters, and just a couple blocks from where we are. And a car was driving a 22 year old man driving a Jeep, going at least 70 miles an hour when he hit this mother and daughter. Now, this analogy, uh, Wheeler brought it up, and it's not a joke. I'm just saying the video. When you see it, I, I, Wheeler explained it perfectly. So the video did leak, and they don't know how the video came out of the crash. And it Police shows were investigating why it's out because it's it, out. it looked like it came from a somebody within the police department. Right. What I mean by that, it looks like someone was using their phone to record surveillance video right, from, from a laptop, another screen. Yeah, or from yep. a computer. And, uh, but it's shocking. The video is shocking, and it shows the moment of impact. And as Kevin Wheeler pointed out, you know the, the video of Randy Johnson when he throws the pitch and it hits a bird and mm-hmm. the bird just disappears? They're just gone, yeah. That's what this is. This is not supposed to be inappropriate or funny. It's awful, and it they're just gone because he was going so fast. It's so shocking and appalling. It's a horrific look for our city. It reminds me of when Janae Edmondson was in town for a volleyball tournament. She lost her legs last night on Tucker. Tucker and convention at 830, which is not late in the evening, 830 at night. One person died and two others suffered injuries in a two-car crash. There was a car driving eastbound on Convention Plaza when it just collided with a pickup truck. The car rolled onto its roof after the collision. That driver was ejected from his vehicle, and he was pronounced dead uh, at, I believe, when they brought him to the hospital. The driver of the pickup truck and his passenger were taken to the hospital for treatment. When you see the pictures of these cars, this is not you were going 25, 30 miles an hour, you failed to yield, or you didn't see a car turning. I mean, these cars are obliterated. This person in the car that hit the pickup truck must have been going, again, just insane speeds through these city streets. I had never used the term traffic violence before this year. Uh, That's what city leaders are calling it. It's a very real thing. I don't know when we're going to fix it, what it's going to take. But, I mean, part of it is we have no traffic downtown. That's number one. And the streets are wide, Mm -hmm. wide open. And so you can go 
really fast down Tucker. Now, this was on convention. Olive, it's a bit tougher to go that fast on Olive. I don't know how this car was going 70 miles an hour, except... Well, do, do you but know there, But it's also right after the Drake concert. Yeah. There was traffic. Honestly, I think one of the reasons Olive is difficult to drive fast down is because the, the, the road is in such terrible, terrible condition. Shape. It's bad from... Well, about Vandevenor when it's mm-hmm. it's Lindell and it becomes Olive. Actually, it's it's bad past that. I would say it's bad up until the the church, the Basilica. Yeah. From there all the way down to Tucker, it's just a really horrible quality road. Yeah, that's it, one, that's it, a huge reason why it's yeah. so tough. And also, they're usually doing work on the side or on the sidewalk, so there are cones at any moment in the middle of the road on the side of the road. Olive is not. A pleasurable drive. And so for this guy to be going 70 miles an hour is just insane. I bring this up, too, because Drake was a couple of days ago had a concert in Buffalo, New York, and he brought up the accident. Drake saw the video. So this leaked horrific video he saw, quote, I saw a video today. We had a show in St. Louis where a mother and her daughter lost their life leaving the show. I wanted to say to you, as happy as these concerts are, I wanted to say to you that you never know what somebody else's reality will be when they walk out of the building. And then he had everybody, the 18,000 people at the concert, turn around, you know, look at someone, give them a hug, and so forth. But this city, again... Ronj, we talk about it getting a bad reputation for violence and the homicides. This traffic violence now, because Janae Edmondson was a national story, as it should be. This is a national story, as it should be. You have Drake talking about St. Louis. You want to talk about a bad reputation. We, why don't we deserve that right now? Why don't we deserve this reputation? Well, right now they do. And and this person, uh, Monty Henderson is his name. He's going to go to jail. Um, there, there will be a trial, and he's going to be convicted of something. And he's going he's gonna to spend time in jail, which is exactly what should happen to him. Same thing for the driver in the Janae Edmondson situation. Um, but the traffic, the speeding, it's beyond... To me, the solution for it is well beyond. We'll just prosecute these people. Because, yes, that's going to happen. It is about the fact the city is dead. There's nothing downtown. And there's nobody ever down. Right now, you mentioned that 14th Street exit. Yep. That is blocked off. And because it's blocked off, people have to adjust and go either um, up a, an exit like 22nd or... 22nd Street, the exit new exit, earlier. or 11th. So there's a little more traffic... In the area, and I, I have to tell you, I'm getting off of one of those exits, mm-hmm. and I ended up at a stoplight behind five cars. Most and I cars thought, you've ever been behind? The most, I thought, five cars? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Look at all these. What's going on here? And it's like, <laughs> oh, well. Is there an event? Yeah, well, no, it's traffic is choked because this one exit is not open. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's that, to me, is the major problem with the traffic in St. Louis, is that there is no traffic. And because there's no traffic, people drive like idiots. Yeah, I think it's a combination of there is no traffic, and a lot of these lawbreakers, the the perpetrators of traffic violence, this is not the only thing that they do wrong and they live uh, life on the up and up. Like in the Janae Edmondson case, this guy should never have been behind a wheel. This guy should have been behind bars. So I think it is making sure we're enforcing other laws. Right. Because, again, lawbreakers, well, especially when it comes to driving like this, it's generally not guys going, oh, man, this guy, he's great, serves at the church, really lives life on the up and up, except for when he's driving 70 miles an hour but that down would, Olive. That guy, the only thing he had ever done is had speeding tickets. 
I have speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't. He was not. He didn't have like fifty violations of uh, like the you know, house arrest ones. or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like that where that guy should have been. The Janae Edmondson yeah. um, guy should have been at, at least in jail or something. Right. But this one, all he had is speeding tickets in his past. Yeah, and now his family did post bond. I think it was someone posted bond. I should yeah. say, not his family. Someone did twenty thousand. He's out. He has. A good attorney. He's got Scott Rosenblum as his attorney. Hey, that's and it's I people I, deserve a defense. That's that's the United do, States. But man, I'm I would struggle. I'd have a hard time. I'm of glad course. we have them. I'm glad we have, have defense have attorneys. Them. Oh my gosh! Of course we do. It's just in moments like this. I personally, I get it. My emotional response is, man, I. That's the emotional response. I hope this yep. guy gets the book thrown at him. It's Chris and Amy here on KMOX. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, St. Jude. The fundraiser is happening right now. Linda Robinson is going to join us next on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Right now is the This Shirt Saves Lives campaign happening with St. Jude, uh, helping kids around the country and in particular here in Missouri. And joining us now is Linda Robinson, who is uh, with St. Jude, the the area advisor for Missouri, joining us in studio. Thanks for coming in, Linda. Thanks for having me, everyone. Good afternoon. This is a two-day event. We are on day two right now. How are things going? Things are going fine. We are doing really well. Um, our goal is 150. Um, so right now we have, we're at 98. So I know we're going to get there because St. Louis is a very giving city. So 150 total. Total, like uh-huh. um, donors? Uh, yeah, partners in hope. Partners, New okay. partners in hope. Okay. So that's our goal. New partners in hope. And a partner in hope, what does that involve? So that involves um, someone who's willing to give $19 or more a month okay. um, to St. Jude to help the um, children in our hospitals, the research um, families. Um, so in Partners in Hope, you know, your $19 or more can cover x-rays, testing, chemotherapy. And one thing I love about St. Jude, their mission is no family um, we have to worry about anything hmm. but focus on your child. So St. Jude's cover transportation, housing, food, whatever the family may need to take the stress off of them, but to focus on making sure their child is better. And and I, I had a, a parent who was going through a, a severe illness, and that's stressful for hmm. an adult. Can't even imagine what it's like 
when it's your child and maybe you just don't feel like you have the means to be able to keep up with the care and get there and and stays in the hospital and just whatever it is. There's a lot and it gets very, very expensive. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, Just talking to some parents and seeing interview. I'm with you. I just can't imagine going through that. But it's good to have, have a safety net. So as my colleague yesterday, we were doing an interview, and I didn't know this, that sometime when the family have to stay in Memphis for a very long time, St. Jude offered the parent a job so they can have some stability. Yeah. And sometimes they end up staying in Memphis because they want to work for, continue to work for St. Jude. I'm like, wow. 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 Okay. That's great. (laughs) Well, yeah, and explain to me more about, you said they were dream homes? Yes. Okay, because I always think of St. Jude and I think of Memphis, the hospital and the headquarters. Yes, it's funny you say that because once everyone was found that I was taking a role um, at St. Jude, they was like, are you leaving St. Louis? You're leaving us? I'm like, no, there's an office here in St. Louis, um, but the hospital and the research and everything goes on in Memphis. Um, so the dream, the activities that I'm responsible for being the area advisors are dream home, which is where our, um, partners build a nice home. And this year is in Winsfield, five levels. So I'm really excited to see what that looked like once they complete it. And, you know, that's a hundred dollar ticket and people that goes, those ticket sales out because everyone wants the home. And then, of course, Radiothon in September, we have our St. Jude Walk Run, which will be in Creve Corps Park this year. So at the Radiothon, I'll be pushing for corporation individuals to have teams come out and walk. And that's another great way to raise money for St. Jude to continue to support the children and families. So the dream home, then you buy a, a ticket? Yes. Like a raffle ticket? Like a raffle ticket, wow. correct. Oh, my gosh. $100 raffle ticket. And you have a chance to win this nice home. So as Mm. the home is completed, we will uh, showcase it. You get an opportunity to go out there and visit during the weekend Mm -hmm. to look at it. We have volunteers who will be there to show you the home. And yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I just, St. Jude is such an incredible hospital organization, like you said. Having a sick child, I can't even imagine what that would be like, much less knowing that there are insurmountable medical bills that you would have to pay if not for St. Jude. And years ago, I ran the St. Jude Marathon and all the runners, right, you raise money and then you run. And then at a certain mile, the kids who are at St. Jude Hospital who are healthy enough to come outside, line the street and all the kids are cheering, and some of them maybe aren't well enough to stand or in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and they've got their masks on, and they're holding up signs saying, you're my hero. And you're, I mean, you talk about a surge of, like, adrenaline and motivation to keep running, and then yes. also your eyes are welling up with tears. What an incredible moment. And that's why I tell, um, because I was one of those one who was a one-time giver whenever you guys do the Radiothon. Um but to actually be a staff uh, employee and to see the video, talk to different team members, it just, like you said, it gives you a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. Your heart melts and it's like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. So, of course, now I'm a partner in Hope and also donate through payroll deduction because that's how much I have faith in St. Jude and what they are doing for the children and the families. And people don't understand St. Jude is like three different entities. There's not just a children's hospital. They also have a research institution and also charity. 
So with us, ALSACT, the American Lebanese Syrian Associated Charities, we are the organization that help raise money for St. Jude to keep going. So when you see ALSAC in front of St. Jude, we are the fundraiser and awareness organization. We have a texter right now who says that uh, they give 35 bucks a month right out of their bank. Comes yes. out automatically. Don't even think about it. And, Love and you it. can choose Thank any, you. Any, any amount. Any right? amount. Any amount. It, to be a partner in Hope is just $19 or more a month. So you can give whatever you like to give. And, of course, we'll take a donation, a dollar, two dollars, or five dollars. One thing about Danny Thomas, the founder mm-hmm. of St. Jude, he said he'd rather have a million people give him a dollar than a millionaire to give him mm-hmm. 25000 you know, because that one person, those individuals that can only give one or two, that means a lot because they mean that they really understand they can't give you a lot, but I'm going to give you something. Right now is the This Shirt Saves Lives yes. campaign. If people, if you, if they want to get involved one way, whether it's volunteering or, or donating, where do they go? So if you like to donate um, during the Radiothon, we have three different ways. Of course, the 1-800 number is 1-800-411-9898. And we, you can do text to give, STL. C-A-R-E-S, St. Louis, S-T-L Cares, and the number is 626-262. And, of course, our website, www.stjude.org, backslash radio, backslash W-F-U-N. And if you like, you can always get in touch with me if you like to volunteer, because I am looking for volunteers for the walk run. Um, You can reach me at 314 nine four three five three seven three and I'm Linda Robinson and like I said even though I'm working on the walk run after this I'll be going hard getting the walk run together. Linda Robinson area advisor here for St. Mm-hmm. Jude in Missouri. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. That is Linda Robinson with mm-hmm. us. It's the Chris and Amy show. We will be back in a moment on KMOX. Amy is literally she just walked into the studio just now. She goes, I have a pickle sandwich, and it is two pieces of bread uh-huh. with how many slices of pickle? Four. Four slices of pickle in the middle. Yep. Nothing else. Nothing else. What do you, what do you, th- what are you? That is a great question. I'm genuine. I'm, oh, I know. I'm authentic. You're authentically something. I'm hungry. Isn't there a bunch of food out there? Yeah, I can't eat fried food. The St. Jude uh, folks are here. Oh, it's fried food? Well, there was fried fish, which looked amazing because it's Friday. Friday. Right, fish fry Friday, but I can't have fried food. So instead of putting fish with the bread and the pickles, I just ate the bread and I put the bread and the pickles together. Oh, man. I do like condiments, though. I could eat a condiment sandwich. If you have pickles, lettuce, tomato, mustard, mayo, bread, that's a full sandwich to me. There's something wrong with you. I watched uh, Jacques Pepin. I like him. I love Jacques Pepin. He's great. I I like old Jacques Pepin. Yeah. He's, um, I don't know, there's something very adorable about him in his kitchen cooking. Real quick, the same era of Jacques Pepin when he was on PBS was... Braunschweiger. Remember Jan Can Cook? Yes. I love Jan Can Cook. Weren't they together sometimes? Maybe, but I loved those two shows. And then it was was Julia Childs, uh, right? Sewing with Nancy was also on. Remember Sewing with Nancy? No. Yes, you do. I do not. I used to watch... uh, I loved Jan Can Cook. uh, Galloping Gourmet, uh, Graham something, right? And then he... 
Then he had, uh, I think, like a heart attack or something. So he was doing healthier dishes. Mm-hmm. So he took all of his – he had a show. I remember when I was in, say, high school mm-hmm. where he took all of his his recipes and he made them healthier. So he'd do it the second time around, and I forgot what that show was called. Anyway, so uh, Jacques Pepin makes an onion sandwich. He calls it okay. an onion sandwich. No, and onion. it's like – it's onions and yep. I want to say mayonnaise and chives. It doesn't look very good. It's Graham Kerr was the Graham Kerr. That's gourmet. it. Galloping gourmet. I used to watch that. Anyway, um, where do you were remember we? The cooking show. It was called. This is the name of it. Two fat ladies. No, that was also on PBS. They were British. No and they idea. Would ride their bike around the British, the English countryside, and and cook. I'm also very partial to uh, Gordon Ramsay, even though he's kind of uh, oh, overexposed. Yeah, but when Kitchen Nightmares started mm-hmm. back in the day, that show, woof, good stuff. Listen, I love the Barefoot Contessa. Ina Garten is her yeah. name. If I could be any celebrity, I would be Ina Garten. I would live in the Hamptons and I would cook for my neighbors, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. But she, it's it's like it's Mister Rogers for adults. It's so calming. I've watched. All, I've watched more Barefoot Contessa than I have any other show, which I know isn't saying a lot as far as my show watching goes, but I love it. And I have three of her cookbooks, and one day I will cook something from one of those cookbooks. I can't wait till you do. We need to get to something important here. And we had a couple of uh, messages on our Facebook live stream, or maybe it was YouTube live stream, or uh, maybe it was the Twitter live stream, whatever it is, that said you uh, they were interested in... The passing of Bob Heil, who was a longtime engineer, worked here at KMOX. He did uh, musical stuff as well, had a very long career, and we learned about his passing this week. Debbie Monterey um, let us know that a few years ago she did a piece on him and about his lengthy, legendary career. And we wanted you to hear what Debbie put together on the life of Bob Heil. When you think of St. Louis area rock pioneers, maybe you think of Chuck Berry or Ike and Tina. But it was Bob Heil who changed the sound and quality of rock concerts. Bob Heil's sound equipment is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. I hardly knew what rock music was about. It was all about theater organ. He grew up in Marissa, Illinois, took organ lessons at the Fox, and tinkered with radio equipment under the tutelage of KMOX's chief engineer, Larry Burroughs. But Heil stumbled into the crazy world of rock and roll in the early 70s when the Grateful Dead showed up for a show at the Fox and Heil got a phone call. He said, well, there's a band here. They came in here and their PA got confiscated last night in New Orleans uh, by the uh, drug agents. He says, here, he hands the phone to Jerry Garcia. The Dead had to play an acoustic set at the Fox until Heil showed up with his revolutionary equipment. He'd taken some old speakers the Fox Theater was throwing away and turned them into the first large-scale PA system. And that night changed it. When you look back on the history of the music industry, then we hit the front page of Billboard magazine that this little thing in Marissa, Illinois, this little company got the Grateful Dead sound contract. And everybody was calling us. From there, he went on the road with The Who, and pretty much everyone who was anyone in rock was using Bob Heil's equipment. These days, Heil Sound, the name given his company by Jerry Garcia himself, is right on 159 in Fairview Heights. I 
Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Bob recently gave up the home theater business, something he began in the 70s when no one but the super rich and superstars had them. This is where we assemble all these microphones. Watch your step, man. This is where it all happens back here. This is all for the ham radio things here because we're... Uh, we're the world's largest manufacturer of microphones for the ham radio industry. Have been for 25 years. In fact, a fellow ham radio aficionado and friend of Bob's is none other than rocker Joe Walsh, who called Bob one day to ask a favor. Sitting in his kitchen in Studio City. You know, Bob, you're going to have to build me a better microphone. Well, we're going to go back on tour, which is with the Eagles, you know, and he says, we need better microphones. And he would give me these ideas, and I'd come back and put this all together, and it just evolved that... Wow, we made some big breakthroughs. From there, Heil began developing a whole new line of microphones. Over a thousand radio stations now using that microphone. And it, five of them were shipped to Fox Sports. They used them for the Super Bowl. And they're used here at KMOX. Hiles come a long way from playing the organ professionally six nights a week, then opening Ye Old Music Shop in Marissa. He intended to teach piano and organ, but before he knew it, he'd become the go-to guy for rock musicians. All these guys would start coming to Marissa. That's, it became the rock and roll capital of the world. Now, does the Marissa Chamber of Commerce, do they have like a statue no, for no, you or something? No, no, no. Quite, <laughs> quite the reverse of that. They should probably just have a museum with pictures of no, all the famous people you brought no, there. not even that, but... <laughs> No. A mild-mannered and humble man, Bob Hiles' influence on rock extends to the mega-selling album Frampton Comes Alive. That story starts with Peter Frampton's girlfriend, Penny. Penny was married in my home in Marissa. Get out of here. Yes, uh, 18-year-old kid. Married to who? The, the One of the road manager dudes. Married to get that road manager dude a green card. She wanted to get a, a Christmas present. This was 73. I said, I'll send you one of my talk boxes, and you know the rest of that story. That talk box is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with the Mavis Mixer Heil built for Pete Townsend and the console live sound mixer that saved the Grateful Dead. What an honor, because I'm just a crazy little guy from <laughs> Illinois, you know. But we changed the world. We, we changed the direction. Last year, Bob Heil received the prestigious Parnelli Award for audio innovation. These days, it's the microphones that take up most of Heil's time. He was recently at the NAM show in California, the National Association of Music Merchants, with his good friend, Slash. And I got this voicemail. Hey, Debbie, this is Slash, and I'm just uh, saying hi. I'm sitting here at the NAM show and uh, sort of doing our thing here. But I just wanted to uh, give you a shout-out. Despite his constant travel, work with rock stars, and his innovations on new technology, Bob still finds time for the organ. I love playing. Uh, I, I play just about every day that I'm here. I have a really nice new digital theater organ. There's a question people ask him more and more these days. When are you going to retire? I don't know. Why would I do that? I mean, that would be boring, wouldn't it? That's rock and roll pioneer and Hall of Famer Bob Heil. For Voices of St. Louis on KMOX, I'm Debbie Monterey. Great piece done by Debbie before the passing of Bob Heil. I did not know mm-hmm. until uh, recently about the Heil talk box. I didn't know what that was called. The Frampton. I've heard that Frampton. Is it the Frampton Comes Alive? Yeah. Is that what it is? I've heard that a ton. And I've heard that that piece of music. I did not know that was his invention. That's pretty cool. It's very that's cool. That's very cool because that that's a, a thing that even if you're not a Peter Frampton fan, mm-hmm. you've heard it. My brother is a huge mu- musician 
and he plays everything by ear and plays a lot of instruments, and he got one of those years ago when he was younger. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah. it makes the guitar talk. Never knew what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Had, had no idea that was called, and a yeah. very cool and also a part of KMOX history. Bob Heil uh, passed away at the age of 83 mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago. It's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got KMOX. Hey, both uh, CBS Radio News and KMOX yesterday reported that Trump and Biden were making dueling trips to the southern border. Who won and were there any fatalities? Well, that's what our voicemail line is for. 314-944-1120. Anytime you want to drop us one. Have you heard about who won yesterday? Um, I haven't. See, I heard dueling trips. I also heard split screen trips. Split screen trip. They trips. were doing a split screen trip to the border. I just pictured them hanging out. They should. Eating ice cream. I think they should. Joe Biden's got an ice cream cone and Trump is like, not gonna eat ice cream. It's not good for me. What if what if Joe Biden becomes Donald Trump's running mate? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> they team up. Oh, what I a, picture them hand in hand skipping along the southern border. What a dark image! Why are we even talking you see, about did this? Did you see Trump uh, waving across the the fence to uh, the migrants waving? who are on the other side? He was oh. waving at them and he fist pumped. No, and then he turned around and said, "They love Trump." <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yes, he did not. Yeah, he did. No, hundred totally happened. So wait, he wants to yeah. build a wall. Yeah, and he was like waving and fist bumping, uh, like, "Hey, they love me." <laughs> yeah, wave. Yes, look it up. <sighs> He was waving to the uh, migrants on the other side of the I fence. I did see the video of Joe Biden talking to Seth Meyers and how that's gone viral because they went to get ice cream, but then they started yeah. talking about the border, but Seth Meyers kept licking his ice cream. What are you supposed to? I, look, <laughs> hey, if you've got reporters who are talking to you while you're eating ice cream, you can't stop. It was the president. Because it will melt. The president was talking to Seth Meyers and holding his ice cream. Yeah, cone. but, well, and Listen. I... I would have said, look, catch me in about two minutes when I finish this cone because it's going to melt. I would say, hey, Mr. President, Mr. Biden, Joe, um, we've got some image issues. People think that you are a senile old man. I think if you are not a senile old man, you should stop filming everything while you're eating an ice cream cone. Well, who gives a crap? I eat ice cream. Ice cream's great. You don't eat ice. If you were on CNN, yeah, I love. I love how you people news, all of a sudden are like, sucking, "Oh, sucking, ice cream's sucking, for old people." What's wrong with you? It's it's not. Get, it's not that ice cream is for old people. Back. It's like be serious. He was doing a. He was filming a segment you know how, with Seth you know Meyers. How they, no, but he does this all the time. Like when he did his TikTok. And instead of saying, hey, I'm actually really with it, he's like, I love uh, Donna Kelsey. I hear hey, she makes good cookies. There are legitimate criticisms. That's a legitimate This ain't one of them. It is. This is As not. As an but image person, what, I'm concerned about his image no, because he's serious. giving off the, like, nursing home, they give us ice cream on Wednesdays vibe. Get serious. You want it to be whatever you want it to be. That's what you're, that's what you're oh, doing. I just want someone who's not insane. I would like two new candidates. Well, I don't think Biden's insane. He's old. I would like one's insane, one's very, very, and I don't want to say just old. He's mm. struggling. Let's listen to Lydia, who is uh, on with us on KMOX. What's up, Lydia? Well, I was just calling because you guys were laughing and joking about ice cream, and I'm sorry, but do you know how many hundreds of thousands of people are coming across the border and they're raping and killing people? All hundred thousands of them? Is, 
well, not all of them, but oh, okay. Venezuela is emptying out their jails. Do you know that? Okay. Well, no, we know the border is really serious. It's also Friday Thanks, and our Lydia. show's almost over, so <laughs> we just- <laughs> Hundreds of thousands. No, it's and not And they're funny. raping everybody. Listen, no, they're I not. Said, I, okay, okay. No, let's stop. Let me, let me stop this nonsense my illness, right now. Concerned, yeah. more concerned than ever about the border. Yeah. Um, let me stop this nonsense. Okay. Yeah, it's possible that some migrants that come over here might commit crimes. It is still overwhelmingly people who are citizens of the country committing crimes. Most migrants coming here, the vast majority of them, are getting away from lousy situations and want to work. That's what they're doing here. So we can have that debate when we have more time, but it is not hundreds of thousands of people coming over here and raping and killing Americans. That's not what's going on. Stop it. are there some criminals crossing the border? And and yes, we just saw that runner. American citizens who are criminals, too. We just saw the runner. We just saw the runner in Georgia, and it was an illegal immigrant, and he should have been apprehended. And here's the thing. That's why one reason why people are so frustrated. We need an orderly system at the border. And also, our government failed to apprehend this guy multiple times before he committed this awful murder. So... Yes, I get that frustration, but it's not hundreds of thousands of people, and we need to. Hey, there's a border bill to be passed. That it's not all violent criminals crossing. Hey, the border. Hey, you seen that Senate border bill? That's bipartisan bill. Yes, pass it. You want to fix this? Hey, something of greater importance, I think. Yeah, is the story that Michael Calhoun read uh, after the twelve oh. during the twelve thirty news. The Philadelphia Phillies getting rid of their dollar hot dog day. This is frustrating. They used to have this dollar hot dog night, um, but they're changing it to a buy one, get one night because people were throwing the hot dogs at each other. They were. They It says, and they weren't, um, yeah, he said it wasn't just the throwing. It was just everybody. It was just chaos, pandemonium, just so many hot dogs, I so many it. people in line for hot dogs. <laughs> Listen, you if you were going to pick oh. a city... To have dollar hot dogs, Philadelphia would be the last city. This is a f- city that th- that booed Santa Claus, that throws batteries at its, yeah. its would own you rather- team, that climbs lamp posts and riots. Why would you think that they would know how to handle dollar wieners? Listen, here's what I know about the Philadelphia Phillies fans. Yeah, they care. They are passionate. They're a passionate fan base. I don't see the Cardinals fan base throwing hot dogs. Okay. Okay. Hot dogs for All everyone. Right. Amy, you have a great weekend. What's the matter with you? Uh, the Dave Glover Show is coming up. Anything you missed is on the Odyssey app. Go back and listen to the podcast available for you to download now. Chris and Amy back with you 10 o'clock Monday on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 